Bokeh Tov, the learning this morning, the simchas that we have, Ashrenu, we should continue to have simchas in our shul, in our community, in Amisvel. I also want to do the learning in memory of my dear friend Stewie, his father's yard site is today. Yeah, Stewie, Stewie out in Boca. Stewie asked that we learn Lili Nishmas' Abba, who I was very, very close to, Baruch Hashem. His father's name was Eliezer ben Reb Eliyahu Aryeh. And Neshama uh, Shirav Neliyah. It's a Yid that went through, I think, 10 concentration camps. Chazdei Hashem, that he came out alive. And his son is uh, one of my biggest mashpin. He brought me to Uman the first time. He was the founder of the Happy Minion in Los Angeles. Anyway, a very, very close friend of mine. Okay, we're in, we're in the PSS. Nerebi Tzav Viziru's Ot Yud Aleph. On page Shin Lamed Bet, Ot Yud Aleph. I want to bring a concept down that you know of already. It's important to go over. You know how people say that if you're not growing, you're falling? If you're not advancing, there's no such thing as standing still. There's no such thing as standing still. So we're going to see today the concept of what happens to our souls when we're not filling it with what it, with what it needs to be filled with. But there's another thing we have to discuss beforehand. It's brought down in, in, by the Arizal and the Tanya is really based... <coughs> more or less on this concept of levushim, garments. There's three levushim, there's three garments of the soul. Machshava, dibur, umaaseh. Action, speech, and thought. Really, thought, speech, action. Through the thought, speech, and action, those create garments for my soul. My soul expresses itself through those three garments. The innermost, you know, deepest one is thought, because it's all the way inside, right? Then I bring it out to fruition, the beginning of it through speech, but action is what mamish makes it happen, right? What happens when the neshama does not get expressed? So you say, you think, okay, it just didn't have the opportunity to express itself. But there's a category of what we call, and then he's going to address it right now, it's called neshama artilait. Now artilai literally means nude means naked. What is it naked of? So the way I want to I say it today, and I'm not sure I have it down right, Lament, I don't, but I was, I was learning it a few times, and this is a very, very deep paragraph. I think that the way we're going to understand is that it is, it is naked of garments, okay? That it didn't have a way, didn't have the opportunity to express itself properly, okay? Sure. If it's bothering me, yeah, but it's not bothering me. Okay. Kishem shaneshamot ha'artilaot. Just like the, what we call the naked souls. Mipnei ha'adrat mekom menuchalahem. They don't have a place to rest. Where is, he, where is he referring to? Up there. No, up there. First he's talking about up there. But after all our time here, our neshama goes back up to Shemaim. But it doesn't have a place of a, of a resting place. Why not? Well, because what we'll see in a second. Perhaps it could be because it didn't take advantage of what it could have done. People speak about, like, I don't want to have any regrets. I want to make sure I get everything done down here. What are you scared of that Hashem's going to pot you? You know, the famous story about Reb Zusha that said, I'm scared that they're going to ask me, why weren't you Reb Zusha, right? They're not going to ask me, why weren't you Avram Avinu? Reb Zusha said, I'm scared they're going to ask me, why weren't you Zusha? So that's one of the most profound Hasidic stories in the world. 
So when you don't have the ability to find out in this world to 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 express yourself, your neshama, what ends up happening is that you go into a very he says here bemekomot hashfelim vamechorim nichnasot. They enter in to makom shafel umechor. They enter into a dark and ugly place. Up the, he's talking about right now up there. We don't know exactly what that means, that the soul goes into a dark place. All, all we can assume is that it gets tangled up in some kind of a place we hope we never get tangled up in. And that's why we daven so much, we do Kaddish, and we do learning, Le'ilui Nishmat, all the time. Why? We always say, Yanuchu Beshalom al Mishkavam. That the souls shall rest Beshalom, in peace, wherever they are. Why do, they have, why do we have to even say that? When you die, you die. It's, all, it's over, no? Mapitum. Mapitum. We are able somehow... Ari Hirug probably doesn't believe in this. We have a homach locus on this. He says that when we say li'ilu nishmas, it's like we have, no, we have no effect on such a thing. That's my machlokas with Ari for many years already. We believe that when we daven, when we learn, and we say, you know, yanuchu beshalom, it means they should rest in peace. How does someone rest in peace both in that world and in this world? If they found their place. The most peaceful process a person can go through in this world is when they feel that they've found their place and they're expressing what makes them unique. That's the most peaceful process anyone can go through in this world. More than any other thing. The musician that actually finds the tune that was like, he could, t- he could see like, this is mine. That's the most peaceful state that a musician can be in. The process of finding your place or actually finding it? Both. Finding it and then making a name out of it. There's nothing more peaceful in this world. Because it's those moments when you're actually expressing yourself and finding your place that kind of go be, they kind of leave the realm of the confines of time and nature because it kind of like is a moment that lasts forever. Forever. I guess in the non-musician's life, it's tikkun amidot, right? If you have a moment where you say you're a son, you have a tendency towards anger and you conquer your anger any artist no no but that's not art that's not artist that's like I'm saying outside the world of of art outside the because I'm not an artist but so outside it's like conquering your mido you're not an artist not yet okay (laughs) okay you're a mido artist not yet (laughs) okay let's let's see how he builds this up can second line can gam beish chai we were talking before about the deceased also someone that's alive. So too with someone that's alive. Not only when he's over in Avera and he puts his Ahava and Yira into low places, that, it's, that his sparks of his soul get enclothed, they get garmented, by the Sitra Achra. That's, 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 that's obvious. That's not a big Chiddush. Meaning when you're doing the wrong thing, of course that you're going to get tangled up in the dark side. But it's also when you have emotions of Ahava and Yira, but you don't find a holy place for them to find shelter. And you don't immediately use those moments of Ahava and Yira for love and awe, Rav Kook speaks about this as well, uh, the Yisrael, 
and also loving Am Yisrael. When there's, you didn't do anything, there's no place. These emotions have no address. Right. Ahava vayirashelo, love and awe. His his love and awe. His emotions of love and awe. Shehem nitzotzei nishmato. Those are the sparks of your soul. People wonder, like, what's the soul? Well, do you ever feel love? Do you ever feel awe? Are you ever in awe of something? Do you ever have a cheshek of ahava for something? Those are moments of, of of getting exposure to what the sparks of your soul are all about. What ends up happening? You think, as long as I'm not doing an Avera, then I'm not falling. It's not true. He's saying it's, it's absolutely not true. We see this is a common thing that he keeps on coming back to. That love and awe that you had potentially to be used for Am Yisrael, Torah Yisrael, when it's not used, the other side looks at that as the most tasty, tasty bounty. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. What did you say? Like fertile ground. The most fertile ground in the world. Absolutely. That's where it knows because that's soul work. That's what it knows. Oh, I can, I can get it there. I can, I can dig my balls into that thing. The larger the soul of a person is, yoter yistaken. It's actually, it's more dangerous for him. Why? Because he has more that the Setra Achra can dig its claws into. That's kind of like when the Quran says, Kolo gadol mi chavero, yitzro gadol himeno. And the person's yitzro is bigger. So what does that mean? So it doesn't just mean that he has more of a lust. It means that if he doesn't use that, he's more bound to fall than the guy that may have less emotional beauty because he has less to work with. There's more to express, right? Right, he has more to express. And so if he doesn't express, there's it's abundance, a then there's more to be done. And if it's a big plea and don't fill it up with Kusha, there's a lot of room for the Sitra Akhah to fill it with a smaller plea, but there's less room for it. Either way, it seems like it's still... I'm, I'm thinking about, like, how did we lose some of the greatest guys in yeshivas when we were growing up? Like, how, how did we lose them? It's not the, guy, like, the real guys that it hurts you that you lost. It's, not the guy, it's, it's usually the guys... That end up doing some really phenomenal things in the world, but no one ever showed them how they can express their ahava and yira through 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 the beauty of, of Torah. So what did they say? They're like, look, we're gonna bottle up, we're gonna lose ourselves, we're gonna we're gonna go crazy, and if I can't express it here, I gotta express it somewhere else. We lost the, we lost some of the best guys like that, best girls like that, because the he's saying the sitra is gonna come and, and rip it, it's gonna grab you right there. The more fertile the ground is for that, the more the Sitrachma is going to come and grab you over there. Because people like this, the greater part of their souls remained naked. They remained ungarmented. They remained unexpressed. Right, right, right. So I think that you know, it's here. I mean, it's not it's going to be grounded. It's the right word. It's it, not uh, harnessed. It's not channeled. Harnessed. It's not harnessed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's there. It's, just, it's floating. It's floating. Ethereal. 
Uh, yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Wait, wait, here we go. No, no, no. We were waiting. <laughs> I usually call on him earlier in Shir. I don't know. We were waiting. Today you're looking like the father and family ties more than usual, actually. <laughs> Ted Gross. Right? Amazing. I know. Um, now this is very interesting this is a very interesting concept he says usually we say hey Jeremy usually we say that a person um, usually we say a person had a good thought he wanted to do something holy but he didn't end up he wasn't able to do it because he was he was he was it was, it was prevented from him to do it. God considers it as if he did a, a good, right? But, and then what do we say on the flip side? But, but, but it's the opposite when it comes to an Avera. So in the world of checklist Yiddishkeit, that's true. He's not talking to checklist Yiddishkeit. Meaning, on the, on the, on the level of a scale of Avera's mitzvahs, it's true. mitzvah. He didn't do it? Okay, you got the check. You wanted to do Navera, you didn't do it, you don't have, a, you don't have the weight in Navera. But he's saying, but you know what? Is that really how much you care about you know, going through this world? So how, how do you maintain that? That's not... Constantly that. being engaged? No, I'm saying, what we're saying, like, of, of, of not doing, just not doing Naveras and having good intentions without the actions. It's not maintainable in Yiddishkeit in general. You call it checklist Yiddishkeit, but I'm just saying it's not maintained. You've got to keep on doing that. I mean, there's no, we're not trying to give you a tour. But what we're saying is, does it bother you just as much on, the, on a scale level when you feel like your neshama is not expressed in the world? Because it does, because let's say like yes. this, levatet nishmato velo he thought to express his soul, and he didn't get to express his soul. So what would, what would be the, how would you fill in that statement? Nafal. Not? Okay, lo nafal. Nafal, huh? But, but the remaining naked can be seen as a passive state. It's not a passive state. The remaining naked is, is Dafka, the Sitra comes and grabs you. Huh? Always. Always. Absolutely. A million percent. Because, Namash. That's when it comes to the soul. That, that, that's what has to be. You have to understand that it's true. Regarding mitzvahs and averas, it works that way. But when it comes to us, I mean, Hashem, you're, you're putting out stuff now. The years that you knew you wanted it, maybe you had it in you and it didn't come out, or you weren't sure how it comes out, the Sitra can probably came a lot more with Bilbulim and all the time. Just, just much louder because we can... Then 
just by playing music. So let me ask you a shayla. Let me ask you a shayla, Dale Murphy. Listen, is expressing your neshama necessarily a mitzvah? According to this, it's, it's like it's the color of the mitzvah. No. No, no, not necessarily. Why? It's the purpose, the tachlit. He's no. not even. He didn't speak once about mitzvahs here. It's only about the soul being expressing in the, expressing in this world. I think it's about Judaism. No, no, no. I, I, I tried to bring this in the, the checklist. He, I, he didn't bring that. I brought that in to explain to us the difference between what's considered to be, uh, you know, good and bad, more, more or less. But it's not. But my, my question is when. When he's saying the soul gets to express itself in this world, does that necessarily mean that it's expressed through a mitzvah? It's avan yira. If it comes out through a love mitzvah. and awe, right? Ahava and well, it's it's the truth is I think it is because he said if you didn't bring that into loving Torah, loving Hashem, which are all sure, mitzvahs, but that's for sure. But like you have time, you have a lot of time in your day, which you're you're doing something which could be filled with love and awe. Like for instance, we we start off with with a song, right? Two songs. Right? Was that not a mitzvah? There's no mitzvah there. I'm sorry. There's no big mitzvah. But it was still filled with awe, awe, awe and love. So that's an expression where if, you, if Tom doesn't bring that song out, then you don't have that opportunity to, to feel that expression of Tom's soul. But, but, but he's right. It's not considered one of the... I disagree. It, it depends how you do the nigger. If you do the nigger, and at that moment, you felt avat Hashem, you did a mitzvah. If you felt emunah, you did a mitzvah. There's mitzvah over in the mind. It's then it's definitely a mitzvah. No, I think you're. I think. I think you're right on. It's a very early stage. It's right. When you develop them, and you say it, it kind of gives it some measure of humor, but it's still not fully developed. It's, it's not fully actualized. This is about actualization. Right. But it's first, though, you're saying the action without the thought is also, maybe I guess that gets done, but it's not as, it's like it's a, not as strong. It's like a little bit too near the neshama. So you can very, very small. In his kind of new game school, it's a new, it's a new, a new kind of like, He's, he's changing the ball game. It's not about mitzvahs are very You can express your soul in the world. The more you express your soul, the more points you get. Yeah. Okay, look how he ends it off here. And then when, as if like when you sat and you didn't do an Avera, you get reward as if you did a mitzvah. It's also when you sat down and you didn't do a mitzvah that you could have done. It's as if then you, you almost did an Avera. It's like he's more, he's saying an amazing thing here. I love this. I love this because he's saying, he's saying, I want you to treat the, get the talents that Hashem gave you with just as much kavod the way that you perceive Torah and mitzvahs. No? Do you, do you see it? I want you to, I want you to honor the talents Hashem gave you. That's what I feel like the PSS and the Rebbe is saying. I want you to honor the talents that Hashem gave you to the same extent, maybe even, if not more, than the way that you perceive the erech, the value of, of Torah and mitzvahs. Because there shouldn't be a distinction between the two. This should be coming from the same place. Which is a very, very beautiful, it's like, 
the Rebbe, lo- the Rebbe cares for us so much. The Pietzel is caring for us so much. He's like, yes, it's true. On the scale of checklist Yiddishkeit, it's not Nevera. But you know, you know that you that empty feeling of being in the air, Artilai, of just being out there, so great. You don't walk around saying all day long, wow, I didn't do an Avera, I didn't do an <coughs> You still feel empty. You want to use it. So look, your bet is con- connected to your Aleph. You're just going to do your bet. Vamakiret mekomo, but someone who knows their makom. He does, he's active, he's a doer in this world. Give of yourself, give to him of your goodness. Until what? Your place in this world will always be nikar. It'll be recognized. Now, recognized in whose eyes? Could it mean in the world? Is that the reason we should be doing this? Thing? It's not the reason. I'm just wondering what he's saying. I think it's Hashem. Hashem is going to Hashem is going to recognize it. I'm not sure. Look, look how he look how he continues. Is Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, sorry, is their makom nikar ba'olam? Is the place, is their place recognizable in, the, in this world? A million percent. Now, now, how would that be? Because of us or because of them? Their place being, rec- do you understand what we're saying that their place is recognized in this world? Like when we say Yitzchak Avinu's place is Nikar Ba'olam, what does that mean? He, he fulfilled. He was the best version of himself that he could be. And it, right, it no, but what is, what, is it, what is the Heker? How would you detect what the place of Yitzchak Avinu is in this world? Through us? What's the footprint of Yitzchak Avinu in this world? Where? What, what does that mean? Like, Mazen? That their place is Nikar Ba'olam. We hold out Mincha every day. Mincha, maybe you could say, yeah. His actions general, like I mean, the that he's the one who like never gives up on Amisa. So that's right. an action that we can't forget. And the Gura, would you say that, that like Mesir Nefesh, the fact that Jews are willing to be killed, Mesir and that they have been killed thousands and thousands and thousands of times, is because the Makum of Yitzchak is Nikar in the world? The moment that he said that he lied down, as much as as Messias Nefesh for Avraham Avinu to do this, the moment he lied down on that, Jews were willing to go to Siberia for, for, for God knows how many years and suffer and suffer. Why? Because Yitzchak lied down on the altar. Is his makom nikar ba'olam? Absolutely. Now, this is how we could do this all the time, right? It's up to us to realize that it, it is nikar ba'olam. So he's saying, once you have, once you know your makom, once you know how to express your neshama, Bezrat Hashem, it, la- it lasts forever. He continues, Ech haya haolam shamem. Shamem lo. Lu, uh, shamem lu lo haya Baal Shem Tov zikhono levracha. He said, what would the world look like if the Baal Shem Tov never became the Baal Shem Tov? What would this world look like? I always think, I think about this all the time, like post-1945, do you think we could have held on to Judaism if it wasn't for Hasidus? Maybe for like 10 years. No? 5, 10 years. 
was heading in a different direction. What would have been? Like the Baal Shem Tov finding out who he was wasn't just a nice thing that happened to him. It's a thing that's happening to us now. It has a direct effect on us. This is very deep. The wise person shows other people his place. Meaning, the way you carry yourself in this world, there's no inyan of being humble when it comes to these matters. Imagine the Baal Tov would have come to the conclusion, he's saying, listen, people are going to start to think that I'm so full of myself that I'm speaking about such high things in the world. And that I'm talking about such divine revelations. Uh, you know what? Hashem does not, there's no way Hashem would want me to... He says, When it's not about you, and but it's interesting we keep on saying the word makom, because makom is Hashem. Mekomo can mean your makom. What does that mean? Your experience of a relationship with God. Who, what, who is a wise one? One who knows his makom, his Hashem. Hamakom yinachem etchem, right? On the level of hamakom, his space. That's the wise one. The wise one is someone that can explain to you, you know what it's like for me to the best of my ability? And I can explain to you what it means to be in the presence of God? This is what it feels like for me. Rabbi Nachman Tzchisul the first sicha, speaks about this. Atayadati. I know my makom. I can't really explain it to you, but I know my makom. But he says over here, Hachacham makir la'acharim et mekomo, v'tamid mekomo beha'olam nir'ah. And his makom is always seen in the world. It's like a... I always say this. You bring the light out of you. Everyone has a certain light. I always think back to... Nowadays you go and you see the... The big board. They got one in Texas, the big, huge, and the they project the screen and the game. But back in the day, they used to have the board was all these little lights. And if you look at all those boards and you see the whole thing, some of the lights would go out; they weren't there. Some of them it was like the wrong color, like all this, and then the green one is out there. Or some of them, the light is dim. So, and, and some lights on that board are brighter than others because they need to be because that's a stronger light. And if everyone doesn't, if every light doesn't fulfill its whole light and come out, then the whole picture is off. And when you're close to certain parts of light, like that part can look good because this one light is like really, it's perfect and then it, but the whole thing, and, it, and, and I think we perceive that in a way. Outside of it, we can see the whole thing. We don't really perceive the whole thing. But if you, don't, if you don't bring that light and you can't get it out, then the whole thing doesn't work. Do you believe that? Absolutely. I mean, for me, I'm, I don't, I, I'm always cha- I, I just, I always sound like I'm trying to bring my light out. Is there it's anyone here that me. doesn't believe what he just said? Really believe it. Like, no, I shouldn't say believe it. Is there anyone here that doesn't feel that? That if they don't get their own act together, meaning that they don't express themselves, they don't find their makom, it actually is mashpia on, the, on, the, on that big picture? It's a lot of pressure. Also. Clouds, yeah. We're supposed to be together. Like I just think that if we actually really felt that, that our lives would, I don't know, our, our, our lives as a cloud would look different. It's, it's not so much pressure, though. You, 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 you,
pressure is less if a person can believe that it's not all on you. Like, no, but you're still letting everyone, like when I slip yeah, up, yeah, I, yeah. I feel like I'm letting everybody know. Fun, fun. Arevut, my responsibility. It's being mixed up with each other. It's a big chisaron and emunah. Yeah, it's a big chisaron be'emunah be'atzmenu that it really does affect the, the, the bigger picture. But you're right. Like the Mishnah says, Like it's not on you, the whole thing, but you cannot libatel from your own piece of the puzzle. There's no way you can. Here he's just saying, he's like, He's, he's saying, it's, it's, it's not just that it's chaval, if you meet Batel, if you don't like figure out how to shine your light. He's saying, you open the door to the Sitra Acha to come in and take a hold of what could have been something so beautiful. That's what he's saying. There's a question. I, just, I feel like I may have misunderstood that. Is it like Rabbi Natan knowing that he's not Rabbi Nachman, that he's Rabbi Natan, and that's his Makom? I was just reading a whole article about this this week, is that his be- the beauty of his life is exactly that. We, we learned it and shared this in, in the Monday Night Parsha Shur, because it was Rabbi Nassim's Yerte. Uh, it was a piece written by Sivan Rav Meir about Rabbi Nassim. Did you guys see this? It was beautiful. She said, did you ever see someone who strived as hard as they could to become the best number two? <laughs> Who? <laughs> He's saying Reb Nassim's whole amazing. You 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 try hard to be very best. To be what? To who? Oh, I was I was sure you were about to say Tehila. <laughs> that would have been much better. Yeah. He's saying so. So that she said in this article, she said in a, in, a, in a world where power is such a has become so perverted and the concepts of leadership have become so perverted she's saying on the day of Reb Nassim's Yorte we go to the main like Ken, what would I do to become the best number two why? What, well, she said why? because he realized that was exactly his makom the world was telling him you could have become the, the greatest Rebbe that's what his father was telling him that's what his father-in-law was telling him too because he was that big Reb Nassim was that huge Imamish was but when he the, the, because he found his makom you and I know about Rabbi Nachman. So, so a million percent. And we also know about Rabbi Nachman. Nachman? 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 It's an interesting balance though, because on the other hand, you also want to be in a place where you're selling yourself short, so to speak, because you feel like that your place is only number two. And maybe you're not fully utilizing that to show up to the potential that Rabbi gives you to, to reach that maximum potential. So, there's a teaching that Rabbi Shlomo says, the name of Rabbi Herschel is Zidit Shalvin. It's one of the earlier Hasidic Tzadikim about Parshas Korach what, what did Korach want to do? what did he want to be? Koen Gadol be a Koen Gadol what was he? Levi. he was a Levi he was actually supposed to be there was supposed to be a concept called Levi Gadol right? and because of him there, there isn't the Zidachover says what we learn from Parshas Korach is is that if you know that Hashem wants you to be the best Levi which which Mechila actually I mean, it's easy for me to say this as a Kohen which isn't as high on a certain level than a Kohen, why doesn't that mean as much to you than, than the Kohen Gadol? Meaning if that's what you know Hashem wants of you, needs of you, I shouldn't say needs, Hashem doesn't need, but he's saying, well, Korach, don't you understand that if that's what Hashem wants, that's the greatest thing that you can accomplish? It's only number two. 
Right. That's why I don't think it's it's true. That's why I don't think I don't look at Rabbi Nathan as number two. He was he was he was number one. But when he got the Rav Zusha question, he answered it and said, "I'm Rabbi Nathan." Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Jenny. That this ending is like the sod of low tachma. That if you're yeah. like, all right, I am a green light, in David's analogy. And my whole life I'm like, but I want to be a bright red light. I want to be a bright red light. And I'm here, why does he have this? And why does he have that? And it's like, the last of the Aserita deep wrote. Except Mekomcha, that's what it is. That's like the, that's the Aserita deep wrote. Out of all the things, that's like how he ends it off. Yeah. Because that's like, and we all know what happens to us when there's any level of low tachmod going on inside of us. We f- and the Torah says it's not just coveting someone else's wife; it's shoroh kol asher We, it's like the easiest time to to say with Lev Shalem. I feel the sitra achra right now has grabbed me. And that's what he's saying, is that if you're not in your makom, and, it's not, and your makom is not being expressed, yeah. it will come and grab you and take what could have been a beautiful expression of your light and make you a dark, tangled up fushtinkin as soul. It's so true, no? It's like the primary gauge. Mamish. Like you want to know what's off? Mamish. Mamish. So we should be privileged. Bezrat Hashem. Is there a how in here? I think the how is if you if you look at lotachmod, it's lotik no don't steal. They're all actions. Lotachmod is an emotion. So Hashem is saying that is sheker. So it just reminds you that it's it's sheker to even want such a thing. That's the how. So I think it's a the how in the first one. The first one is saying whenever you have a moment where your soul wants to express itself and you don't. That's it. You don't know your macomb. He's That's moving what? into the next one. That's Why do you know your macomb? You feel something. You're about to express it. Let it out. The sad thing you is, is that we directly, don't like it. Those are directly correlated to each other. It's true. If you think about it, there was times where you didn't express yourself, where you didn't step up. You start that that other stuff starts. The self doubt comes in. in. But the problem is, is that I think that sometimes we don't like what ends up coming out. We or say, we wanna, like you said, we want to. I want his way of expressing himself. There's a quote himself. from another year that I saw. What's that? There's another quote from another year that I saw once uh, from Mike Gordon, from Fish, the bass player. <laughs> and what he said about music is the highest level of my music is when all I hear is everyone else. When I'm up there playing and all I hear is everyone else, I'm at the highest level. So I'm wondering the how, like, how, how does one know how to express his place? Like, it's great. If I just ran after my emotions, all like, what's the worst thing a musician can do? You tell me, all, everyone, like, overplay. Like you're, you're not, you're like playing too much. You're trying like, yourself too much. Yeah. instead of just like seeing everything else that's out there and looking and saying, oh, like these are all the lights, and this is how my. Life. It, it, at the end, I guess it should be calm. Shouldn't it be easy when you get to that point where it's just easy because you don't have to overplay your part. And then you feel like you're in your place. Maybe at the Especially end. as a bass player. Maybe, at, maybe at the end, but until you get there, it's not easy at all. Because it's, an, it's a, to, master, to master that art is, uh, you know, I, I've had this many times with like, I'll just share with you very, very brutally honest. I've had to so often stop thinking about my Rebbe. Because 
I, I realize at a certain point, not the question of what would he do now, but in, I felt like sometimes I stopped expressing my natural way of a certain something because he's so holy and he's doing his game. He's doing his game. But there should be an Indian like of emulating the, the tzaddikim not by how they do their thing, but by the fact that they're doing their thing. Now that's true about music. I mean, that's true definitely about you know music as well. It's true about you know someone once, someone once, like ripped me. He said to me, uh, he said, "You're such a cheap Shlomo imitator." He meant, he meant Karl Buff, right? As he said, I said, "Why?" He said, "I said, okay, why?" He said, "Look at you. You know, you're, you're a mus- you're, you're, you became a rabbi. You're a musician." You play guitar. Your name is Shlomo, and I, and, I, and you know what? Like I I, I thought no, he was Someone a sound. Someone just sent that to you. Allah Shalom. He's not in this world anymore. But yeah, but he there didn't. You be- go. No 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 no. He, he was actually a bass player. <laughs> he was also a musician. No no. But you know how much it took me to figure out that like, if my if this is really my makom, I don't care if it really looks like that. There's nothing I can do about it. I can't. You know, right. What am I? Yes, it's everything he said is true. Change your name Everything this guy said is true. Don't shine light, right? So don't do, don't do. Meaning, no, no, don't, don't shine his light. If what you're trying to shine is his light, absolutely, he's right. Like, don't shine his light. He's sh- meaning Rip Shlomo's light. You don't, you, you know, the world doesn't need, the world doesn't need that. But if you end up sounding like someone that you emulate, but it's you. The Sitra Achra will try to force you to be believe, to believe that you're just a cheap imitation. Oh, and that, that's when it gets so scary. That is many But it's true. We it's fall into that all the time. Yeah. It's a, and we're like, no, I got to be authentic. I got to be the greatest Chiddush that ever existed. Like every Nachman said, right? In an inauthentic but, right. Way. but it's not. That's, that's so unauthentic. It's so, so far from what he's speaking about over here. So I think to just answer your question, the how... The how is like Yeshua said in the beginning that when motions of Ahava and Yira show up, express them. Now that doesn't mean express them for Kedusha. The more that you express them for Kedusha, the more that you'll find out who the real you really is and what your makom is in this world. But the more you suppress them, or the more that you're more concerned about, let's make sure I don't do Averas, Beseder, you're not, you're not going to fry in hell. But you know what you won't do? You won't have a makom. You said it. Oh, thir- what did you say it was? If, uh, ethereal. Ethereal. Yeah, ethereal. The doc brought this down the other day. I'm talking about Asher. It's a person gains all in Haba by saying Asher three times a day, but not just not just saying it. You have to say it with Kaban. So if you just checked off Asher three times a day and you didn't do a Kaban, Moore says that you don't you don't get all of that. You gotta do you gotta bring it. Uh, we should be zolcha and the schus of the new babies being born to provide for them the best ways for them to find their place. Listen, don't go home now and have these like what did my parents do to me in the mornings? They tried their best. They, whatever extent, you know what I mean. Like, remember our parents raised us, most of us in like the post six million era. It was very hard to think that anyone has a place in this world. Alavai, like we should be able to give for our children the best, like, the Torah of the Piyasetzner Rebbe, 
and all the tzaddikim that we are privileged to learn from, because all what I really do feel that each of them help us very much, though, is your gig. Believe in your gig. Find out what your gig is. Play your notes. Take your time, but make sure it gets played. All right. Yom Tov.